Yo, what up? It's TH Media, Tanner Hench. This is Genre, and you're watching, watching Cloudy Conversations. Conversations. Alright guys, so welcome back to another episode of Cloudy Conversations. Today's guest is Tanner Hinch of TH Media and music artist Jara. Thank you guys for sitting down and talking to us today. Of course, of course. It's a pleasure. Um, yes, ma'am. Now it's not often that we get to do group interviews. In fact, I think this is actually only my second one. Um, so in this case, we're going to get to know you guys both as, you know, your duo together and then we're going to focus a little bit more on the individual. Um, the relationship between the artist and the videographer, I should say. Right. Um, so like every interview, I like to start off from the beginning, kind of build up to where we are now. Um, so where did you guys grow up? You go first. Well, I mean, I'm from Harrisburg. I mean, I was born in New Jersey, but I've been here for too long. So I can't say I'm not from Harrisburg no more. I grew up around the mall. Um, I went to Bishop McDevitt. Okay. Um, got a lot of friends out here. I did a lot of things. I did sports and sports is how I made most of my connections. but. When I really tapped into the music scene, that's when I really started making like people I could relate to, like as friends, instead of just like, okay, we went to the same school type stuff, you know. But um, he's not from Harrisburg. <laughs> I'm not from Harrisburg, so I can't. I've never even claimed Harrisburg, but I'm from Boiling Springs, not Carlisle, Boiling Springs. Um, small, small, even smaller town outside of Carlisle. Um, but yeah, no. So I like. I always skated whenever I was younger and we would film while skating and then some of my friends rap. So I started trying to do music videos and my one boy at the time, he goes by K2 now. He doesn't really make music too much anymore. He was like my goal, the person that I wanted to, to shoot a video for at the time. This chair is so squeaky. I was, I'm trying my best not to move. Uh, <laughs> but um, it was basically like my goal to practice with other people to work with him. And that's still like one of my really close friends. But um, but yeah, I just kind of progressed from skating to music videos and found my passion through that. Okay. Now, before we get too much into what you guys are doing now, let's focus a bit more on the children's side, more of the growing up. Um, you said you were born in Jersey, but grew up in Harrisburg area, Boiling Springs. So what was your experiences like in those separate areas, I should say? Because those are drastically two different places. Harrisburg's the city, Boiling Springs, one of the outer layers, suburb type area. I don't know if it's for them. I've never been there. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people have. Honestly. There you go for it. Um, okay, so it's definitely like it was kind of different transitioning from, I mean, this is still a pretty small city, but from a small town to what seems like a, a pretty big city. Um, I still live in Boiling Springs. I lived there my whole life. I didn't, I've never moved, so I didn't go from like Jersey to Harrisburg or anything like that. Um, but it was like a predominantly white school. I had a few black friends, but like a lot of everybody that I went to school with, it's not like I hung out with them much outside of school or after school. And then um, once I started getting into, like my skate homies were my, were my main homies. And then um, once I started getting more into music videos, that was whenever I kind of expanding, started expanding like who I was friends with. And um, just like, learning about the culture and getting more indelved in it and um, just figuring out how to navigate whenever meeting new people. And uh, I mean, I still continue to do that all the time. And, but it's definitely easier now. And people usually like rock with me, offer it. So it's like, it makes me happy. It's like, they see the work and they like me because of that. But then they see my personality yeah, and then, and then it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, like I like him. And I, yeah, I made like a lot of, 
a lot of friends from a lot of different cultures and a lot of different backgrounds. And uh, that's one of the most important things to me is just like building connections and like true friendships of people that will support you and <laughs> rock with you along the way. I don't know how I could follow up with that. That was pretty crazy. I don't know. <laughs> um, Media training. No, yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're talking about growing up, right? So Take your experiences. I, I would say my experience is probably like the exact opposite of his starting off. He said, you know, he was in a predominantly white area and he had a couple of black friends. I came from Newark, New Jersey. I ain't, bro, like, I ain't seen no white people out there. From the <laughs> I was the first one ever. I'm not sure. I'm just yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I came out here and then I like I had a friend and he was white and that was like my first experience. Like, like all right, this could be cool because I came here, I was just so surrounded by unfamiliar territory. And it was just, you know, you, you just, you, you learn to adapt. You know, I've been an entertainer dinner all my life in some way, shape or form. So I just, you know, you just adapt. But um, yeah, I went to public school and I played basketball, played uh, saxophone, trumpet, drums, mm -hmm. piano, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so music has always been like something that's been rooted in my life and in my story, like in some way, shape or form. Get to high school, I started rapping, I started meeting more people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, go to college, I actually went to Penn State Harrisburg, which is not too far from here. I studied uh, communications. And yeah, that's really how I made most of my connections. That's how I got my start out here, you know, just talking to people, networking, um, being social, being active, just trying not to just stay in the house doing nothing, you know? So that was, that was really my experience uh, for Harrisburg. So do you guys think coming from a kind of a small city feel it influenced you in a way to want to get out there more? Because like you said, you come from a predominantly mm -hmm. white area, you come from a city area, but both places don't offer much creatively things to do, period, besides maybe movies, bowling. So like within that area that you grew <laughs> up in, did that make you want to like get out there more to like see what the world had to offer? Um... I don't think so, but maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit um, because I feel like I've always had big ideas and like big goals in mind. And I think a lot of people have that, oh, if I live here, I get stuck in this sort of mindset. But and, and that may be true for some people. But for me, I don't you I don't feel like that's it. true because I really like where I live. I like this area. Um, I don't think I could live in a city. I was thinking about that on my way here. And I was like, man, like if I lived in the city, I wouldn't see any grass or any green grass for that. And I just kind of need like that, that fresh air and everything to keep me recharged. Mm. And I think the other thing, especially about living in the city is whenever you live there, people get burnt out and they're like, this is why it's toxic. This is why I uh, don't like have any good ideas. So it's like, I feel like living outside of here and then coming back in whenever I need to do work, it's like, I, I just always kind of have yeah, perfect balance and I kind of have a fresh mindset. And it's also really good because it's like Boiling Springs and Carlisle, it's like right here and Harrisburg is right here and like Chambersburg and Shippensburg is over here. So it's kind of right in the middle. Right so, cause I got to go both places a lot of times opposed to just like living in Harrisburg. It's like, oh, I got to drive like an hour and a half to, to Chambersburg, whatever. And that kind of like you living in the middle of both places kind of helps you in a sense in my mind, because like you said, you you live in a place where you can just really be to yourself if you wanted to be one with nature. But now that you're in this position, you are, you got to work and go outside the city, but you're right in the middle between two places that in 
pretty much bring the most traction besides Philly and Pennsylvania. I mean mm-hmm. Pittsburgh yeah. and Pennsylvania to you know make shit happen. So I didn't even that perspective just kind of changed my like damn right maybe if I was with the trees <laughs> and shit I would have more creative juice like yeah, I didn't think here, about that. You were here talking about grass. Well, it's just <laughs> I, I was no, like, that's real shit. Yeah, like, because no. somebody somebody said something to me yesterday about living in New York. And then I was just thinking about it a little more. And I was just driving past the fields because there's so many cornfields and everything out there. And I was like, man, like, I don't, I just don't think like that would be good for my mentality to just live in the middle of all of that. I feel like mm-hmm. I'd get so burnt out and just like, no, it just seems repetitive. And it's crazy that you brought up New York because I visited there uh, eighth grade on like a trip. And the first thing that I noticed is like, they didn't have no trees. I didn't feel mm-hmm. no breeze. And even though I lived in a city, like that's one thing I'm accustomed to. Like, okay, we got some trees. There's some breeze like coming through going here. I'm like, it's just like everybody just walks and keeps themselves. I couldn't do it. I could not yeah. do it. I'm like, y'all don't know what a fresh breeze feels like. <laughs> so I can completely understand that. Um, I feel like it's dope too, because like when we can, when we can, when we don't have those things that we go out there and we experience it, we can soak it up and bring it back to the city. Mm-hmm type you know because like it's a lot of energies a lot of vibes a lot of kind of positive things out there too because you know mm-hmm. how you be in Harrisburg like they just oh we hate to see xyz like I love this place I try to like go out and experience different things and I, I'm pretty sure he does too like you go out and experience things and just bring it back and just put that right back into the city and it's like I don't see too many other people doing that but it's you know and, and I think it's more so kind of like the people in your age bracket like the 25 and under like I'm I'm only 27 but there's really like okay I'll give it a 30 and under uh people in Harrisburg now who are embracing the city for what we have to offer like there's a lot more shows going on there's a lot more people who's choosing to do business and people who are actually supporting it and before you know growing up it was always a people wanted to do stuff but there was never a market to market to in the city even though we're kind of still building that right now i can see even with this interview platform i was telling before we started like i was surprised to see the amount of people who were reaching out to me telling me i was doing it. i'm like wait a minute you watch you see my shit oh i'm, do- I'm doing a good job All right, yeah, it's a really right. solid platform sorry you can go ahead oh okay, yeah I-, I was just gonna say like it's a really solid platform not a lot of people are doing interviews right now especially the way you do them uh they're really clean and concise um i would say like on the other side it's like comparative to what Rello's doing i think both you guys do like a really great job like at just communicating with the artists and like or whoever may be on the interview and just um talk like having things prepared ahead of time and just like talking to them to keep the the viewers interested and find out like what they want to know I say another thing too to piggyback off of that is like shout out Rello. The shout out Rello. Yeah, guy. yeah. Like the city, like musically speaking, hasn't had like a presence. Like it started around seven ish years ago, six, seven ish years ago. So there's not too much going on. Like hasn't been too much really going on for long enough to really say that we have something like really built foundation, you know? But mm-hmm. I and I I, I tell Fawcett and I tell all these other guys, like, we're really the pioneers. So the more we care, the more it's going to look like something uh, years from now. So I, I definitely appreciate when somebody comes out and they got the interview questions ready or they got a videographer and the videographers thinking, for new, thinking of new ideas and tactics and places and stuff like that. Because this is the foundation, you know? And if you mess up the foundation, like, the city will never be anything. Build the house on the rock, not the sand. And do you, did you, when you started, did you... Think you would put be in this position to be like building the scene to be part of the the main people in Harrisburg when they mention okay who's a videographer who's an artist that's putting in that work and y'all names come up like did you think that was gonna happen kind of in a fast pace like because it's like you've been doing it but it's been a couple years Mm -hmm. but your name's kind of been consistently being mentioned so is that surprising I I think that well 
I don't think it's surprising. Again, the, the city is not very big, so you're just not going to find like I'm not going to say you're not going to find too much talent. But as opposed, there's like fifty thousand people here. As opposed to Philly, where there's one point five, you're just you know the ratio mm-hmm. of people to to creatives is kind of low. But um, no, I think that uh, I think we're we're heading in a good direction. And I think it's it's definitely interesting when you find people who know who you are or like they're tuned into what you're doing. It's definitely interesting, but it's not super uncommon because again, it's pretty small. Yeah, I felt like I I knew where it was going to lead, but I didn't think too much ahead of that. And it was more so just me being interested in what I wanted to do and reaching out to people. So it was just like people from very early on, like two of my really good homies, Nikki the Jet and Project, shout out to them. Um, Project was from Dillsburg. I actually met him because of uh, this ex that I dated. Um, yeah, <laughs> funny. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, I just started like locking in with them and then some other people. And then through the work, more people started to know who I was. And then I would just build off of that and just continue to, you, you can't be scared to do free things too at first um, because that's how, you can't expect people to pay you for something when they don't know what they're gonna get. Mm-hmm. So you have to build a portfolio so people know when they spend money on you, what they're gonna get. Jim, that's how I met him. That's why we sit here doing this interview together. That's why this is my brother. Because that he did that. Do that. You're going to find something. You so, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, what he's talking about is whenever I wanted more people to know who I was, I was going to all these local shows and I would shoot pictures. I wasn't even really doing video that much. I was just shooting pictures of everybody performing. And I would go and be like, yo, what's your Instagram? they give me their Instagram. And I'd send them the pictures like whenever I got home after I edited them. Um, and that's just a great way to tap in with people and to get your name out there because when they post your pictures, tag you, like three, four people follow you off of that. What's your prices? Hit you, get it booked, and then just keep going after that. It's a hustle, man. Like literally, him doing that made me say, oh, you are you stand out just a little bit more. You got a little something, something in you. All right, come here. Let me holler at you. Like that's that's how it worked. A, a hustler gonna recognize a hustler, and that's if you hustling, then you know. And when Jay Dartboard, the ceiling fan, wants ah, you to shoot his video, you shoot his video. Ah, <laughs> see, yeah, he doing a little too much. Give him a little too much in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did take a no. shot before he did. No, nah, but that's real right though. That's gems. He can go to gym. No, Thank that's him. definitely <laughs> key fact, and something that most people say is key to starting out is that early grind, that initial work, like. People are not going to start to pay you until you give them something worth paying. And mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to see nothing if you ain't doing nothing. So if you're waiting for the dollar to come in, it's going to be a waiting game of you doing a bunch of nothing. Yeah, the craziest part about that is like whenever I first started, I I thought I was late. And then like two years down the road, I'm like, I was really early on that because I just saw Queso and Louie doing their thing. And I was like, I was like, man, like, I don't know if like there's another spot another spot Spot. open technically Mm -hmm. but it's like you can make yourself a spot you don't got to take anybody else's spot you just make yourself a spot it's never ever too late and and that's that's honestly crazy that you say that because i can kind of relate to that in the sense of i felt the same way i seen there were already people doing and i felt they were doing it well to the point of i was starting to question what would i bring to the table Mm -hmm. but then i had to think like you said it's not about what they're doing because everybody has their own perspective everybody has their own creation and the more of us who's out there putting out quality work it's all going to work for the best of us especially now that we're all working with each other we all using our own platforms to push one another i just see everything going really like in that positive uh direction but um to double back more into 
you guys, Tanner, you mentioned it early about, you know, being heavy into the skateboarding and um, things like that. So who were some of the guys in that sport that you looked up to? Um, I mean, I, I, I try to stare away from saying like professionals for just for that response, just because it's nobody I knew personally. But like the people that really influenced me were my older friends because mm-hmm. uh, I don't have any older siblings. So I was like very easily influenced, whether it was good or bad. Um, so my one homie, Forrest, um, K2, his real name's Isaac, um, Chase. Connor's like younger, but he's still like, he's been through a lot. So so they're, they're just like all, and, and Steven, they're just like all the homies that I've been along with them for so many years that they just taught me so many things that I didn't learn from anywhere else. And like, same thing with him. Like he's put me on a lot of game of just like things I didn't know and things that I should know. And it's like, people don't have to go out of their way to do that. But like, if they really rock with you, they will. That's for sure. Yeah. So did you ever have pro skater dreams yourself? Like, did you think <laughs> you were going to be? Whenever I was in high school, yeah. Cause I mean, what kid doesn't dream about doing that? But then it got, I just wanted to get like sponsored or something. But then like, once I got a little bit older, I was like, and then I started pushing the video stuff. I was like, all right, like that's not very realistic, but I didn't think about this being like a career path either. I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go to college. I went to like a smaller six month school um, called the Academy for Media Production. It's in Hanover. So I did that to focus more on video and photography. And then, but even before I went into that school, cause it was a, I took a year off after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, all right, like I already knew I wanted to do music videos before I went into school. And then I went into school and that was like my still main focus while I was there. Um, so I just kind of like, I definitely didn't do as much in that schooling as I should have because I was focused on what I wanted to do mm-hmm. when I probably would have learned a little bit more if I paid attention, but in the end it worked out. So that's that's all that really matters. <laughs> that's hilarious. We low key had like a ironic similarity there because I was like I was decently good at basketball. I, and I feel like I could have. Could you beat Drew Tyrell in a one v one? Oh yeah, I'm smoking. Oh, don't don't do it, I'm, Drew. I'm Drew, smoking. I got my money on you. I'm not going. I'm, I'm gonna say I might have to go for Drew. It's the and height differential for me. He's my height. <laughs> He's my height. <laughs> Wait, how tall are you? Oh wait, okay, okay. What are you gonna do to me? Anyway, listen. He's six um, one. He was talking on the. He said it. He he didn't want to go crazy, but he was on here saying he had him on the court. So <laughs> Yo, stop I'll come out here recording cloudy conversation exclusive. You know what I'm saying Drew did say this is not. Didn't he say you could beat anybody in Harrisburg? That's See, crazy. This is how they get you. This is how they get you. They start putting you. Yeah, you. Let's take a shot. Anyway. No, but for real though, I, we definitely had a similar experience because I, I really like had aspirations. I'm gonna go to the league, bro. I'm a dog, all these niggas. But then like, it just didn't look realistic and it didn't look like you was gonna get paid until you got paid. So it was like, all right, let me figure out what else I like to do and that type of shit. So that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, Drew's situation was weird too because I was talking to him more about it and it was like, he he was a walk-on. That's what he said, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody else on the team is getting paid through scholarship money and then he's not getting any of that and he just had to still like work the same shade yeah. over here do the same thing but 10 times shout out to him love him to death that's Hard a really good working guy. man Hard working guy. going crazy 12 projects a year he's yeah I, I went i went i went to school with him <laughs> i think since maybe middle school i know for sure high school but i can't remember who went to mm-hmm. math and science together but drew's definitely been Solid dude. We got uh, two videos we're sitting on right now. Yeah, y'all need um, to drop them. Joe. Well, that's the thing, because he needs to come over. And he was, he was like, he was being safer than Nikki, though, because he was he was like, bro, I just need to get my car inspected. <laughs> it's like, or whatever got 
like ran out of date. And then Nikki was like, yeah, bro, I haven't had my car inspected in like a year. So yeah, we shot one in New York and then another one we just shot around here, but they're, they're both going to be solid. I'm, I'm hyped for this. That's good. So um, were you guys good academically? Like No. No? I, I, all I was, all that was in my head was just graduate. And it was just like C's and D's, just get by. I didn't care about grades. I wasn't going to college. I didn't care about I was, grades. I was A's and B's. I wasn't getting no C's. I was I was in school, in school, in school. Yeah, like, I was in college and I was doing music. I was making the music. I was selling the music. I was doing the cover or trying to figure out the cover arts. I was trying to figure out the videos. I was doing all the other shit, but I always made sure that my grades was cool. Like, if you get good enough grades, you're not paying for school. Like, my school realistically was free because I had good grades in school. This is kind of where it's different and the same, too, because, like, I knew I wasn't going to college, so I didn't have to care about grades. My parents didn't go to college, so they were like, just pass, and it's fine. Um, but then whenever I did go to that smaller school, I remember I was working with my dad. My dad does flooring, and then I had another job, too. And then So I was going to school four days a week. I would work with my dad on Fridays and work the other job on Saturdays. And then I would like shoot music videos when I had time throughout the week. So it might have just been like one every two weeks or so, but it was still like that was what I wanted to do at the time. So that was what I made time for. Mm -hmm. And that's important. So just I guess this question kind of fits for both because you still went to, you know, that uh, six months program. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you were prepared for what college offered you as far as like? academically the class structure and then as well as the freedom and the responsibility that comes along with now there isn't anybody guiding you you got to actually go yourself you still got to pay this money like were you in that mindset feel like you were ready to go take that step oh that was a question for me this i thought it was both both kind of, I can go you first. went to school and you that's, did your program even though said, you yeah, six months. so so i already yeah that's true so i already got mine paid off i got that taken care of um, I felt like at the time I thought I was mature enough to like use what I had to my advantage, but looking back on it, I definitely wasn't cause I was just distracted, just like doing my own thing. And, um, uh, but the shout out to Bill Shania, he was like, he's the head of the school and, uh, he definitely saw something in me because he would like hit me after school was done and be like, Hey, like I got this wedding video that needs help with, or I got somebody that needs a wedding video. And he just like, he put a lot of things my way. And he said he likes to do that with, with certain students, um, after school until they're busy enough that they don't have time for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was like a really cool thing that I, that I remember from that. It's like a connection. Yeah, definitely. He was a great teacher too. I just wish I paid attention more. <laughs> I would say school for me, well, college in particular, I just like I did communications, right? I ain't gonna lie. I saw an interview. Jake Cole said I'm doing communications. So I said, all right, cool. I'm a cool fan. I'm gonna do communications. I was stupid. Don't do that. Do not follow that model. Do not just say somebody else is doing it, so I'm gonna do it. Do what makes sense for you. But don't I will say, yeah, well, hey, but I ain't say that. But I'm I, just kidding. Look, I'm not gonna not college, but do what, I say do whatever works best for you. I don't only, think college is worth the money, but he would think differently. Hey, look, you assume it. You don't even know where I'm about to go. <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's like college will do things for you that you didn't think it would do. Like for me, it built discipline. It built like social skills. It built like the ability to be a leader and so and a um and a speaker. Cool, whatever. You can learn that damn near anywhere. But you can also for sure, for sure learn that in college. So I'm not gonna say go or don't go, but I'm just saying whatever makes sense for you. 
in your situation, but don't just go because oh, my parents want me to go X, Y, Z. And I, that's, I feel like that's kind of a lot of the trap a lot of people fall into where it's just like, oh, so my mom can brag about me going to college or something yeah. like that. If it makes sense for you, then do it. For me, it kind of made sense. At the same time, I wish I would have took all of those hours away from my homework and poured it into the music. Cause like I said earlier, I was doing both. I mean, it was working in both. I had good grades in the music. But I just be wondering sometimes how much harder I could have went at music if I wasn't doing that. But you know, I'm just appreciative for the opportunity and the people that I met. So And you got to I was throw saying, a show there too. Yeah, I was about to say, look, that's what I'm saying. You gotta be appreciative. Cause I threw a show there. That was the first show I ever got paid for. And they just throw some chump change at me. They threw some money at me because you know what I'm saying? The show was lit and we asked for it and they knew what we were gonna bring. So, you know, it was no, I definitely agree, Anderson, because I've kind of had the same experience. Like, I went to IUP. I made it through, like, my sophomore year, but through financial reasons and shit like that, it just wasn't a continuous thing. But then when the thing hit me to start, you know, Cloudy uh, Concepts, I'm like, bro, like, what the fuck? If I'd have thought of this shit before I even went there, it's like I might have been able to finesse school because I was a communications media major. I switched it. I originally mm. initially went for... Um, physical uh no athletic be an athletic trainer because i love sports so i was trying to figure out a way to stay close to that but then the first class when they were talking about learning 100 bones from the knee to the ankle i was like yeah i gotta switch and then the communications media came i'm like fuck like there were so many signs to what it was supposed to be but mm. like kind of you said earlier like timing like oh it was it was a process to build up to be able to do what i'm doing now so i definitely understand and College is some if if you need to be a doctor if you want to be mm. like a lawyer okay for sure but if you're if you can learn this shit on your own bro just put the time in yeah just I put mean, the it's, time in it's just YouTube is the box. best teacher I had to learn so much if, shit it, that's the thing like if you're if you want to do something that doesn't require school YouTube literally as long as you are willing to teach yourself that was what happened with me whenever I was younger everything I do now I've mostly taught myself and I could have taught myself. If I had the motivation and the discipline to do so. Mm-hmm. And it's like now I'm like knowledgeable so much about what I'm doing that if I need to learn something, I will just find a video to teach myself. And that's it's literally free. YouTube.com. Check it out. If you so haven't heard of it. Give me no check to say that. Cut that out. But listen, <laughs> I'm going to disagree check. just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm not going to say YouTube is the best teacher. I'm going to say experience is the best teacher. And YouTube is a good tool. Because you can, lynda.com can give you everything more concise than YouTube can. That's game. Y'all don't got to worry about that. Yeah, talk to the camera, not me. You you can have that. I'm just saying. But like, it definitely experiences the best teacher. You're not going, you're not going to make the best video if you don't go in and try this effect and it's not cool and you fuck up and then you say, okay, I'm not going to do it again. Even though you found it on YouTube. You're not going to go into the booth and sing that high note and realize you can't sing that high note because you're not genre. Anyway, and realize you're not, you know, Trey songs or whatever if you don't go in there and try, even if you look it up on YouTube. Or sing Spanish. And get Leno to write for you. Hey, listen. Shout, shout out, out Leno. Shout out to California now because you live in California. Now, but Virgo. Yo, shut the fuck. Yo, he is what? <laughs> yeah, I can't bring him outside. Right? Alright, so. Bring Tanner to Southside one time. <laughs> you bring him out one time. Uh, how did you guys end up linking up? Well, he thought I was scared of him. I was not. He was scared of me. <laughs> he saw how intimidating and tall I was when I'm 6'5 and he's 6'1. Mm. <laughs> nah, like we said earlier, the, the gem he dropped, don't forget it. He put in that extra work that made somebody who's also of that cloth 
look at him and say, yo, you really working. And then um, he had a video. Jagger. Uh, Mick Jagger. No, it was just Jagger. Lotus. Mick Jagger oh. is somebody totally different. Yeah, he's from the... <laughs> it's called Lotus. It was our yeah. only video. It was actually crazy because that video is like 6K right now. And that was like... The video views went up so organically. Like he just posted it and people just tapped in. And I've just never had like a video run up. It was, it was really cool because it felt random. I didn't expect it. Um, but we started texting after that. And then he was... He like was saying a little bit about the video and then we met in person at a show and I was like, I didn't know you were that tall. But then he was, yeah, and he was gassing me heavy. He's like, bro, that video is so clear. It looks so good. We, we, we gotta shoot a video. I, I don't even talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that video was like, I that don't know. That was how Project Talk whenever I met him. He was like, bro, bro e email me. <laughs> oh, all right, that But yeah, no, he had a dope, he had a dope, um, video and at the time I feel like that was my vibe you know I feel like his quality was you know fit my music that was before I got my good camera too yeah he's crazy book him that's not great though Don't worry about that. um so it's not that much then I had a song come out and it was going crazy at the shows I had dropped it my very first show it's called back when 2.0 check that out on all platforms but um yeah we get to the I tell him we you know we're supposed to shoot a video for that we set it up got a b and b everything's lined up we get to the shoot I'm like, yo, bro, um, remember that song I sent you where I, uh, and then we, mm, I, mm, mm, mm. I switched the song on him last minute and we ended up making one of Harrisburg's like best songs ever. So my song friend Forrest class. that I mentioned earlier, whenever I saw him, it was like two weeks ago. I saw him in person for the first time in a while. And he was like, cause I was saying about how we just went out to Florida and he was like, bro, like that first one y'all did, that one was still so crazy. And I'm like, man, that's, that's hard that you remember that too. Cause that was a while ago. Like mm -hmm. that, you definitely had to be tapped into, to see that one at first. I feel like mm -hmm. I posted that clip on the gram when that first came out. They went crazy. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but you know, that's definitely one of the songs that I'm going to perform forever until I can't no more. You know, I'm gonna I'm burn that song out, but I still kind of wish we did back one 2.0. That one was crazy. Well, when we get you don't know show, how many times I listened to that song before we shot it, too. <laughs> and when you get to the show and you see the reception to get down, if you are that in the reception is like you are 5G. LTE. <laughs> I'm done talking. <laughs> I'm really so, talking. Um, right. was it always a part of the plan to become somewhat of a duo or like did you guys naturally grow into it? Not at all. Well, not at all planned. It was more like we started working and then we would just talk. And then there was like a gap where we didn't shoot a video for close to a year. But then we still like talk throughout that or would like run into each other. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of like naturally grew into that. I feel like yeah. like when you move in in your passion, you find other people that's moving in their passion. And, then, you know, if y'all work ethic is the same, your personalities kind of mess like you just going you just gonna catch that vibe and you just, if, if you genuine enough and you really care about your craft enough, like you understand that you don't get that too often. Like you don't, you meet, a, you meet a, a bunch of other people that really do what you do, but they don't really do it how you do it. Mm -hmm. And in and, and these fields, they're not the same. I rap, he does, you know, videos, but like, I don't know the, the, the grind, the hustle, the, the, the thug was there type, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So just can't let that go, man. Just, I, just, I really vibe well with like, normal people too or like there's some people that like go the extra mile to act a certain way and it's like him nikki project fad um cross darko it's just like 
there, there's more than that too. That's just like who I had off the top of my head, but it's just like, I vibe really well with that type of personality and I can tell who's a hard worker versus who's not. And Finagle too. Finagle's really cool. He tapped in with me super early. He's, he's definitely a day one too. Um, but yeah, it's just like people that are relatable and easy to get along to outside of the music along with like vibing with the music too. I would say too, like above all that, it's just, it just helped when like, y'all actually become friends. Like, you know, like sometimes you could work with somebody very, very well. It's artists that I could work with. We can make a song and it's a formula. I do this, you do that, the song's gonna be good. But like when y'all are actually friends, you know what I mean? I talk to him every day, like damn near from sun up to sundown, depending on what's going on. He Not that what, much, cause he works the night shift. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, like he get on my nerves, I get on his nerves, we go back and forth, whatever. It don't even matter. It's just like- He gets scared cause he knows I can beat him up too. So that's crazy. Damn, man. Shaking my head, so Tenny. So, do y'all have a favorite video or individually think mm. the first mm. one y'all dropped? Or I think this new one we just shot is going to be my favorite. Well, we just shot two new ones. So, we have... Stop playing. We shot four new ones. Okay, we, we have... Okay, so, <laughs> be so we were talking about it before. So, we have 11 videos that are his song. We have three videos that are features. So, that's 14 total. And four of them are in the tuck right now. So, am I allowed to say the titles of the two that aren't out? Go ahead. Okay, you do so we are two that we shot in Florida are Phenom and Angles, and then we shot two more off that. <laughs> we shot two more off the album, and it was a uh, TML and Wild with Nikki, and like out of because we went to Mexico last year, we went to Florida this year, and I think out of all of that, one of my favorite stories was from the other day because we went to New Jersey to shoot Wild with Nikki, mm. and we just like I saw all these boats like these boat docks, and we were going it. over the bridge. And I was like, man, we got to find a boat dock to shoot at. So I drive to one. It's like a private one. I was like, all right, let's find somewhere else. So I found one on Google Maps. And then I drive over and we just start shooting. We just shot like with some of the boats in the background. And then we shot like on the on the thing, like in between, like the dock in between the boats. Mm -hmm. And then um, we just go inside because it never hurts to ask. And then which was more so his idea. Um, but we just asked the dude that was working. We were like, hey, man, like we're shooting a video. Um, we'd love to get a shot on a boat. We don't know if that's possible. And he was like, oh, like you want to just get a shot on a boat or you want me to take you out in the boat? Mm. And <laughs> and we were like, uh, yeah, take us out in the boat. So he was like, all right, yeah, you can pick which which boat you want. And we were like, well, well we don't the know. Big like, what the blue one. Yeah, we, we didn't know. It's but cool. the funny thing was whenever he, he was like, what kind of boat do you want? And I was like, just pick the coolest one. He grabbed the keys and it was under T-A-N, which is the first three letters of my name. And I was like, yeah, that's fire. All right, we picked the right one. <laughs> or he picked the right one. So he took us out in the boat. You skip in the section. What section? The only reason we even went to the boat, if you really listen to the song, me and Nikki, oh, got, yeah. he said, genre on a plane, now we on a boat. We men, testosterone, whatever. A whole <laughs> bunch of ego said, oh, you said it, now we got to get on a boat. That's how we even ended up at the port in the first place. Now you can tell your story. I'm not going to lie, I forgot about the boat bar whenever I was <laughs> going but I, We was in the car, I was in the backseat, I was half asleep, I woke up, I said, bro, we got to go, you said it. We got to go, and that's how we ended up there. That's not what he said when he woke up. He was like, are we there yet? <laughs> so. I don't know him. <laughs> Brian. I don't know Brian. Or one of us was playing music. He was like, turn this off. It was probably, you know, it was probably some mid playing. I don't know what What's Never. the creative process like when it comes to structuring the, the music videos? Like, are you listening to songs he's sending you? Like, bro, we should go with this one. Are you like genre you're like yo i like this one i got this concept for like how does that really work we i mean 
it kind of happens all different types yeah. of ways. Like, it seems pretty natural too. I love his videos. He loved my music. Like I got a song and I sent it to him. He's like, yo, we have to shoot this. And in my mind, we didn't have to shoot that. But then his vision is so crazy. When we get there and it get done, I'm like, yo, I'm glad you said that. Like, that was crazy. Or he'll say, yo, let's go shoot it here. And I'm like, that wasn't the vision. And that joint ended up crazy. Or like, <laughs> his, you know, I send him a song and he'd be like, yo, we got to shoot a video to this. And I'm like, we don't got to shoot a video. And you know, I, I just feel like it's just natural. Like, again, when you work with your friends. You we got some more planned out too. Yeah. Um, but like the thing, like with TML and Wild from the album, um, it was kind of similar situations. Like location wise, it was whenever I was in that six month school, we went to this place in DC and it was like a portrait gallery. So as soon as I walked in there when I was younger, I was like, I got to shoot here someday. So um, finally figured it out and we were like, all right, well, let's go to DC. Let's just hope there's no issues with bringing the camera in. And we were all good. We got the shots we needed. We figured out some other ones too. And then the one with uh, the wild one with Nikki, um, I went to Jersey Beach like twice with my family and I was like, this boardwalk is crazy. There's like so many, so many good spots. You can do a video here. They had like a, uh, like a fair, fairground area or whatever. And then we, we went over there too and shot that one two days later. So we drove, we drove two hours to DC to shoot that first one, two hours back. And then three it was like four hours on the way to jersey and like three hours on the way back so it was just like a lot of driving in those three days total shout out but, to nikki yeah to shoot that and video. the one i like that but we you, know, you, <laughs> the, did, you did your thing the one spot in the tml video we shot in dc i found it by accident because um my boy chaz was with us shoots pictures and producers shout out flicks by chaz and prop by chaz go buy a beat or go book a shoot i don't care mm. just do one or both um but he was like, we should do something with columns. And I was like, you know what? And I looked it up on maps and there's this spot with these huge columns. It's just like out in the middle of this field pretty much. And I remember I originally had the spot picked out for Nikki for this song like two years ago and we never did it. And I was like, okay, we got to use that spot today. That and was, it came out crazy. That was a crazy spot. I mean, the little All columns of the looked like euphoric. Yeah. The damn columns made me feel like I was a Greek god in Olympus. The dark skin one, that was crazy. Hazy, ain't gonna lie to I was a good find. That was a great find. I got some flicks too. I got some flicks by Chaz. No, I got so, a flick. So it sounds like pretty much it's, it's like a good collaborative effort between both parties. You're yeah. bringing the good music to yeah. be able to create the vision because it's one thing to get a song and you're just like, all right, but I, it don't inspire you. So mm. definitely is um, kind of a good situation in that regard. But so um, how does like pricing work? Is it a situation where like, since you guys are traveling so much, you're like, all right, I'll cover the travel expenses and you shoot the video or like. I charge them a normal price. I charge them the same thing I charge everybody else. Genre ain't no different from the rest of y'all. Nah, <laughs> nah, you know, like that money. That's, you just got to invest in yourself and yeah, that's what yeah. it really is. Yeah. So it's like just knowing where to put your money and like where just budget saving wise and like what to put back into the music yeah. and knowing what to use for everybody or everything else as well. And I feel yeah, like that's an, that. oh, sorry, not to cut you off. You can go ahead. I was just going to uh, just say, I feel like that's a good point to make because um, most people might think because you guys are friends that it's, it's like, Oh, bro, come on, you shoot the video. But it's like, I'm about that bag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully, you know, it, it just give again, me that when you work with your family and your <laughs> friends, man, the business just kind of like it makes sense between y'all two and y'all just keep the money in house. Like how it, yeah. 
Lord God, we'll see. No, um, so I was just going to ask next, um, what about working with like other videographers and other artists? Like, since you guys are so locked in, he obviously you pay the thing. So do you have to like set to the schedule? He hit you like, bro, I'm trying to shoot this video right now. I need this. I need you to come through. But you're kind of like, oh, bro, I got something lined up. Like, has there ever been a situation like that or? Mm, not that I can think of. Yeah. I think we shot a video and then that was just like, yeah. You haven't shot a video with anybody else since then, I don't think. I was just about to say, I was telling this story. <laughs> I, my first video was in South Carolina, came back, shot with, I believe, two other videographers. Then I shot with T, and after T, I ain't never went nowhere else. I can't speak for the future, but the majority of them videos going to be my mains right here. That's just, again, that's just what it's going to be. You know, we got a formula. But if he gets a crazy opportunity, I'm not telling him not to take it. Like, that's dumb. (laughs) And if he get a crazy-ass musician, book my mans. He's crazy. Like, that. it's business at the end of the day, you know? As I always run back to, and like I was telling you before we got to the cameras, when you're working with your family, when you're working with people you trust, like, none of that stuff matters. We just Mm -hmm. understand the opportunities. We understand the business. We understand what's, what's supposed to be going on. And at the end of the day, when I go out, and I reach out to such and such and my name get bigger and then I put my name on his channel or when he reach out to such and such and his name is huge. That is so weird. And, and he reach out to what's, you know, and then his name get bigger and then I come back on his channel. Like, it's just business at the end of the day. So, you know, if y'all are out there and y'all working with your friends and you hating on your friends getting opportunities, fuck you, you's a weirdo. That's how I feel. I'm not pulling up a shot of Henny for that. You's a weirdo. I need a sound bite for TikTok. There you go. I don't TikTok much, but there you go. You want to know how crazy his album was? This mm. is why we're coming. Talk about it. This is why we're coming back a year later and shooting these songs. I got this John tatted on me right here. Talk about right. it. I thought you were about to pour Henny on my arm. I would have been. <laughs> that would have been crazy. But but no, nah, what happened? I was like Phoenix over here, and I. We were talking about getting one when we were in Florida. Um, we were trying to do it the last day, and then some things ended up going a little south, and we didn't have time. And then I had a bad day, like a few days after we got back and we were about to link that night and i was like you know what i'm gonna hit my guy see if he got time because uh, i was i was like man because <laughs> i'm really into animals too and there's a reptile show the next day and i was like i'm either getting tatted today or i'm buying an animal tomorrow and that? luckily he hit me back so i was like bro i'm just trying to get something tatted real quick so then he just did this for me he freehanded the whole thing and then he freehanded the spider rub too he he does all my tattoos his name is josh hoffman he works at rapture tattoo uh, he goes crazy though. That's my dog. I've known him for like eight years. Back from skating, and he started tattooing. About to do my sleeve this week. Was tapping with him. He's fire. What's crazy is like I I be telling my mom this. I be telling my fans this all the time. Like I make I make audio. I'm in a basement or I'm in a studio or wherever. I'm just yelling. You know, that's all I'm doing. I'm just yelling, and it kind of has a melody to it. Maybe sometimes it rhymes. Maybe sometimes it doesn't. Whatever. But when you can make people move and feel and act based upon your art. Like that, for me, personally, I don't know about any of these other rappers, but for me, personally, that's just one of the dopest, one of the illest feelings ever. But to, to have somebody like imprint shit on your, like that's next level. And then it be your family, and then it's, that's next level. So like, I tell y'all, just mean what you do, be be very intentional on all your stuff, and then stuff is just open up for you. You'll find your friends, you'll find your brothers, you'll find your sister, whatever it is, but like, just be intentional, man. Being intentional got me to where I am. It's going to get me to where I'm going. And the same for all of my friends and my brothers and my, and my teammates and stuff like that. So I ain't going to preach no more today. <laughs> so would you say probably the biggest benefit out of this relationship 
um, is the ability to be able to be consistent. In your sense, you always got a video, new idea you can try out on. And in your regard, you got somebody you trust be able to send your music to and give you a fire concept or give you something you wasn't even thinking of. So that way you can continue to put out that work that continues to elevate. I would say definitely. It's like there's a lot of transparency and um, even because I'm not even going to say we're always on the same page because it's like rarely. And it was <laughs> it's like he doesn't listen to a lot of what I say most of the time, pretty much all the time. And <laughs> contrary to popular belief, contrary <laughs> to popular um, belief. but it's like it's like, yo, bro, I got this idea. And he'll be like. Nah. <laughs> or it's like, or sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I got this idea. And he's like, that, let's, let's run it. So it, it all kind of depends on, on the situation, like what the song is. If it's like, if it's a song that he already has a certain idea in mind, maybe it'll be like, we just kind of combine ideas, but it's more like if I ask him to work with a certain artist, he'll be like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but video wise, it's like pretty, pretty trusting. So I mean, I, again, like, we trust each other, you know, like his opinion isn't always the right one. My opinion isn't always the right one or the best one per se. You know, I, I know I see a lot of wild Even things. A lot of high takes. Yeah, I was say, I have a lot of hot takes. I got an album called I Was Right. I must be a little egotistical, just a little. I like having the tattoo because it's like, Boom. if I'm arguing with somebody and then comes out that I was right, I'm just like, <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I'm just like. Yeah, put that, put that away real quick. <laughs> sometimes, you know, we'll be at a shoot and I'm like, yo, why don't you shoot it this way? He'll listen and shit, it come out crazy. Sometimes I have a song, he'll say, why don't you name it this instead of that? And then the song title will go crazy and then the song will bump it. So it, it's, it's just a, it's a mix, you know? Like, it's just My life's moving like you same folk. I'm trying to keep myself from by that Gucci raincoat. Right, it's the same one, but... That's a little um, snippet. So Y'all probably don't want to hear my vocals. <laughs> he said, just I'm wait for the feature. Little, little auto-tones are getting right. Hey, John, put him on the track. A lot of auto tunes there. But um, let's talk a little bit more about your music genre and what the fans can expect. Um, you've dropped two albums so far. The first was in 2020, Bipolar. Uh, had 11 songs, no features. Mm. Um, so what comes to mind when you think about that project? Um, I mean, that project, I was, you know, I'm still local. It's cool. I love it where I'm at. Um, I'm definitely, you know, focus on getting to the next level. But I remember specifically coming out with that project thinking, I'm better than all of y'all. None of y'all can rock with me. I'm going to outbar y'all to death. I'm going to outsing y'all to death. Y'all cannot fuck with me at all. And that kind of just breeds a little bit of like arrogance, a little bit of, you know, it's just not as fun as the person that I am when you when you see me and interact with me, in, you know, in real life. But I definitely made was, some good music. Sorry, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people have a bad, not a lot of people, but people have like a bad perception of him being cocky was kind of like through those moments. But like whenever you meet him in person, he's like super chill and not as cocky. It's more of a, like a confidence. I was talking spicy. <laughs> I was talking crazy. But yeah, no, when I, when I think of that time period... <laughs> I was, no, look, it, I'm honest, it's transparent, but That's, no, what, yeah. in that time period, I was just trying to be the best and I was trying to, you know, poke my chest out and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, when you're trying to make friends and be yeah, political yeah, and X, Y, and Z, it make it a little bit hard, but that's what I think of in that time period. But I mean, if I'm being honest, looking back back then, I wasn't necessarily the best because I was saying I was the best. I wasn't the best, but 
I was in the right mindset of how can I self-improve and et cetera, et cetera. It came with a lot of benefits. So that's, that's like whenever you look back on yourself after progressing a certain amount and you're like, I wasn't as crazy as I thought back then, Mm -hmm. but now I'm going hard. And then the cycle just kind of repeats itself as you keep going. And that's hustling. That's hustling for sure. So then you followed up that project with uh, I Was Ray in 2021. Mm. Um, So what were you right about? (laughs) (laughs) I was right. My man had too much hint. No. Um, Me or you? You. Hey, listen. I'm chilling. Um, What was I right about? I think I was right about the intuition that I had about myself. Right? And what we got going on here as a team and as a collective. I think... I knew that we had a formula. I think I knew that we had the sound. I think I knew we had the ambition. I think we knew we had the right minds, frame of mind. And for the project to come together the way it did, like I I couldn't have been more right about anything in my life. When I started, when I picked up a microphone seven, eight years ago, I, I could not have been more right to do so. And I feel like I was right from song one to song 14 on the, on the deluxe was me um, getting that point across, mm-hmm. was me saying, I have the skill, I have the the um, the star power, or whatever. Even if I'm not a star right now, but I have the ability, I have the drive, I have the go get. Like I have everything I need. It's just a matter of putting it in the right place in the right position. So when eventually I do blow up, um, God willing, I can look back on that project. I can take his arm and say, "Yo, I was right about what I was saying in that moment." I don't know where that was going. <laughs> Sorry, just pimp it out. Just fill it out. Uh, that project uh, did have three features on there: um, Young Fawcett, Nikki the Jet, uh, Kier Love, um, which are some of like pretty mainstream artists in PA. When you think of, well, I say underground come up people who've made a name for themselves in this sense. So, was that strategic with going for those features in mind? Since the last project, you didn't really have any. Mm-hmm. I actually have four. The last one she was missing was oh, a super dope artist. All of them are dope, but can't forget him. He went, he, I remember waking up to that feature, like, damn, listening to it in my speaker and my phone. I'm like, damn, I gotta go hard. This thing going crazy. But no, so I have four. Um, Every time. Was it, was it strategic? Aylin never misses. He never, probably because he never drops. Probably (laughs) because this motherfucking (laughs) Anyway. Uh, was Shout it strategic? <laughs> Absolutely. I, everybody around here, man, everybody. I hate Harrisburg. This city's on oh, and the people around. I love this goddamn place. I love it from head to toe. You want to know why? It gave me my start. I got all my connections here. Like I, I've had the most success I've had with shows and fans, et cetera, et cetera. So I felt like if I was going to start and leave my real first imprint in the world, every single feature was either going to be uh, no, it was going to be from, from Harrisburg, 100%. It was either just going to be me or it was going to be Harrisburg. So, yeah, that was very intentional, 100%. Now, 100%. like I said, that project came out in 2021. And you guys just mentioned a year later, you're still shooting music videos for that. So is the delay on kind of a new project to give the fans time to actually take in how good that album was and build that up more? It wasn't really intentional. It was more like halfway through the year we thought it was too late to go back to those songs but now it's like we know how solid those songs are and it's like the amount of people that haven't heard them compared to have heard them it's like they, they just need videos like the songs are too good to not have videos also like to, to piggyback off of that like i just feel like we didn't have the formula i back then in the age of bipolar and all that i thought i had the formula it was a whole it was a 
plethora of things I didn't know about the industry, about promotion, about having a team, about being a manager. About I just didn't know any of this stuff. So I felt like maybe not, it didn't take an entire year. Maybe it took about six months or seven or eight months, something like that. But like, we just had to get the formula right. We got to get a team. We got to get a media manager. We got to get a videographer. We got to get X, Y, and Z, a marketer, X, Y. And, and, and once we put it together, this is what we're doing for every single. This is what we're doing for every album. This is what we're doing for every cover. Then I can come back to y'all and give y'all what I feel like y'all deserve. I'm trying to be somebody's favorite artist. And you can't be somebody's favorite artist just doing things off a whim. You can't be somebody's favorite videographer just having a random camera just transitioning through. You can't do that. You got to put your heart into it. You got to put your all into it. You got to put your, your, your money into it. You, just, you can't just half-ass it. And I feel like that's that's really where the hiatus came from. But why, watch what happened though. Watch what happened on Cloudy Conversations. Yeah. Remember, I just said, watch what happened. That's all I'm going to say. It's a good parallel between artist and, say, video and even producing and engineering. It's like whatever you're doing, like, listen. If you're if you're making music, any kind of music, listen to the music that you want to make or something similar to what you want to make and you figure out how to build up to that. And if you're doing videos or photography, look at the pictures you want to take and build up to that. If you're doing... If you see videos and you want to do certain effects, you want to film it a certain way, watch how they're doing that. And you kind of have to break it down in your head. I feel like that's one thing I've always been kind of good at is watching something and figuring out in my head how to break it down. And if I don't know how to break it down, then I'll find another video showing me how to do at least part of it. And then I'll either take that and do it in my own way or just figure out how to do it like exactly how I saw it get done. Yeah, we are wild similar. I don't like that, but I'm just <laughs> I don't like that. So for you um wrapping it up musically, um what can we expect next? Even though you're still pushing this um, you know, last project, are you still creating new music? Do you have the next album Ooh. already in the tuck? Like Listen, I'm not you. gonna say anything about no album because the media manager that said I can't be talking about none of this stuff. <laughs> the marketer said I can't be talking about none of this stuff. Can I talk about an artist we're both rocking with? In a minute, but <laughs> got to. But as far as what you should expect, like to just expect that I've been working. Just expect that I love what it is I'm doing. And if you, if that's a firm understanding in your head, then you should already know what's coming. I feel like there, there was a saying going around in Harrisburg. I really think it's crazy that this was a actual saying, but they, I heard it from multiple people, and they, none of them was friends. So I know this is true. They all said when genre get quiet, some shit is coming. <laughs> 100%. I've been quiet for a long time. T and I been for a long time. So y'all don't even, like, it's coming. And if you if you understand that I love this thing, you understand that I really take this so very weird. serious. It's going to be. Yeah, did that serious. in the one video so many times in the raw footage, you were like. Consistency, okay, but, baby. But, all right. Consistency, two, baby. Two of these artists that, so we got KJS and we got Darko Bands. Um, we got, am I allowed to talk about this? I'm already talking about it, so I'm gonna talk about him. it. He, he already said, eh, whatever. So Let's we got this. one song with KJS, we're in the middle of shooting it right now, we're gonna get it finished up soon. And then we got two songs with Darko, one is his song, and the other one is a remix he hopped on. So we're about to go crazy on those too. Crazy. So that means we got like seven in the tug, low key. <laughs> Tanner, I want you to finish this sentence for me. Oh boy. TH Media is mm. Mm. a movement. Or no, no, no. 
Well, you like that one? <laughs> I was gonna say. Crazy. I was gonna say. I want to switch it. Pressing my hand for a little longer. <laughs> right, I'm gonna I'm switch it. I'm gonna, I kind of want to switch it to foundation. Foundation. Because I feel like what I really wanted to do from the start is. You look at Cole Bennett with Lyr Lyrical Lemonade. Mm -hmm. He has all these artists on his page. Uh, for the most part, it's just that's where the video is. And he brought a lot of traction to to himself and the brand, but at the same time to all these other artists. So a lot of the artists that are on his page got discovered because they were on his page. So what I like to see as like a local area is people coming together and building off of each other. And just like building a brand along with building other people's followings too. So so foundation movement kind of go hand in hand. I think those are like two good words to describe it if that works. Hold on. Plug. To my man's a sim right here. He is the I'm talking, he is one of the craziest bulls I've ever seen with a camera. He not he can't do all that because I um, told him go ahead and be humble, but I'm going not be humble for him. Well the He's other crazy. The other thing is um that I was thinking about last night, it's like a lot of people that do videos higher up, they will have other people come in and do the effects for them. I do everything myself because um, I feel it, it has to do with a sense of pride in a way too. Because I feel like if I didn't do everything throughout the video, I feel like it's not a true TH media video. Um, whenever I, I probably shouldn't have that mentality in the future and like be willing to expand and like but but it's just like not where the where the cards are at right now. Mm -hmm. I've always just kind of went along with a gut feeling, and whenever my gut feeling is telling me to do to move something in another direction, then I will. But for right now, this is like how I'm running things and doing everything myself. He's crazy. <laughs> I don't care what he's talking about. He's besides the point, besides I'm having somebody else taking pictures and doing VHS work, sometimes like Chaz takes a lot of the pictures. I have Darko doing VHS a lot of times too, or just anybody who's willing to hold the VHS camera. Mm -hmm. Besides no, me, Darko took he's some pictures just, for another video too, and they were crazy. He's just a really good guy. He actually wants you to succeed. Like when he decides he wants to work with you, he really wants to make sure you got what you need to get to the next level. Type even if you know it's just one video, he's going to make you look like, all right, this is a star. It's a couple of times you show me a video with a video better than the song, and the song make me look. I mean, the video make me look like okay, I like the song and the artist. I'm telling you right now. Care about you and your future X, Y, and Z. So anybody out there that's like, yo, he ain't say my name X, Y, and Z. Like, this is a genuinely good dude. Like, you want to work with him. You want to get behind him. Hundred percent. No, and I think that's definitely important because, like you said, you're building a foundation. So when you get to a point where the workflow is so crazy, where you gotta start, you mm -hmm. know, bringing team members on, you want to be able to one, instruct them to produce the product that you've been, you know, producing, but also be able to know. And have knowledge whether or not they doing it right. Because if you used to outsourcing all the time and yeah. you get product back, or it's like, all right, shit, I don't really yeah. know. So, but when you get it, it's a very common theme. Like once you get a little bit bigger, that I've noticed. Um, but the other thing, because I watched Louis' whole interview, it was a great interview. Thank you. Um, and he said he was a very slow editor, and I was I was just thinking about it, and I was impressed with how much faster I've gotten because. Everything, I edited over a hundred videos on a 13 inch MacBook. Mm. And then I got a PC build probably close to a year ago. It might've been a little bit over a year ago. So after I got that, after I like, <laughs> after I got past switching my workflow from Apple to Windows, I've gotten 
at least like three times faster. Mm -hmm. And it's good because the quality, it looks like what I'm doing, it takes longer than it actually does, which isn't saying I rush anything. I put the same amount of time into every video for the most part. The workflow process. Yeah, I've just kind. I have like I'm very systematic. I'm a systematic person, and I see footage, and I know what to do with it. And like even whenever I'm shooting the footage, I'll watch it and I'll look at the people's hand motions, and just like their facial expressions and everything. And then you can because you can hear the volume in the camera. So I listen to the bass and the snares and the hi hats, and I just see i'm like okay i can i can save that for later kind of mentally mm -hmm. if i remember or not it's just like that bass hit to that snare that looked really good what they were pretty doing pretty much that money yeah. shot you see it yeah it's yeah there was this one with darko that him and i shot recently and he did like there's a basketball hoop in his background and he did this and right as he did this somebody shot a basketball mm -hmm. and it went in the hoop right as the bass hit and i was like yo that's crazy i gotta post that one as a raw clip too but it's just like just things like that that aren't quite as obvious that it's like I'll see but nobody else will really see. Basically, like I said in a nutshell, he cared about your ass. He done did the whole videography. It was a whole, that was cute. He cared about <laughs> your ass. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Go ahead. So how many videos do you think you've done so like to date, even with the ones that's unreleased? Um, okay, so I have everything written down. So except for like my first year, I believe. So this year so far, I think it's 55. Mm -hmm. Last year I did 104, so I averaged two a week. So that's 159. And then I want to say before that, actually, I think I did have 2020s written down too, but I recently lost everything in my phone. So I don't have that anymore. I think that was close to 50. So we'll say 209. And then I think I did... 20 my first year so like 229 i want to say yeah probably around that if i'm if that's not right i think it's pretty close and that's just the music video content yeah i mean that's mostly what i focus on like i do some wedding videos here and there but like not that often not enough that i really keep track like i did one this year so you got, you got a number coming what like 100 when you go home you could say i got 227 I just said I'd lost my stuff on my phone for Damn. a little bit, but I think, but, you said but I, I, I was guessing for some of it, but I think 229 is probably around what it was. Dang. Will be if that's exact, I would be baffled, but I, I think it might be a little more. That's a, that's a lot of content. Yeah, it, it is whenever, whenever you think about it, but like whenever, especially whenever my workflow was slower, but now, cause I was like, we're halfway through the year right now. And I was like, man, I got like, I'm at the same amount that I was last year, halfway through. But I was like, maybe I'll do more than 104 this year just because I've gotten a little faster. So we'll see. It's not, I wasn't really pushing a goal of numbers this year. I just wanted to do 104 last year to prove to myself that I could average two a year and get that much out. And then, but now it's like, if I get that many, cool. If not, I just took more time and I'm saying yeah. now do you feel like the, the focus is more so on of course continuing to elevate and produce but at this point the quality the brand is more so established so to, you don't necessarily need to put out 104 videos and not saying you wouldn't want yeah. to but it's like your your that first couple years when people were building up it was like yeah this is like mm -hmm. you need to fast pacing but now it's like like kind of what genre was alluding to like you know what's coming with me now like, yeah so now i'm just focusing more so on that 
repetitive quality, mm -hmm. continue to increase my gear and, and just show y'all different things. Yeah, so let me think about how to answer that real quick. Um, I feel like everything that I put out right now is, so I'm gonna say last year was like right here. And I would say where I'm at, even if, even if the people watching this don't think that, I would say last year was, here was where I was at. And I think right now I'm right here. Mm -hmm. And then next year, striving to get up there. Um, but not, but that isn't intentional. It just kind of builds over time because I always see a need to improve and a need to get better. And I think that's what a lot of people lack. I'm not coming at anybody or anything like artistry wise, video wise, photography wise, whatever. You have to be willing to teach yourself and you have to want to improve But with that, you have to be passionate about what you're doing. So if you're passionate about what you're doing, you will always want to improve and you will always want to get better and want to like build what you were doing in the past. So it's like, you can't be worried about the money whenever you're first starting out, because if that's what you're really passionate about, that's what you're going to make the time for. And then eventually the, I was just talking to my barber about this yesterday, but what you're passionate about, if you make enough time for it and do it for long enough, the money will start coming to you. That's intentional though. Like he said, it's not intentional. It just happens over time. That thought process, don't be confused. That's intentional. I'm intentionally saying, how can I improve? I'm I feel like it's unintentional with me though, because I feel like it comes natural. Mm. So yeah, but it has to be intentional at, to some extent to want to improve. You just can't be lazy with it. So but it may be on our head. Maybe it's not natural. But if you, you could fake that natural improvement by just being intentional in what you do. Cause like, I, I'm gonna I'm a argue with him about that a little bit later, pick his brain a little bit, but that, that Oh, no. You got to want to be a hustler and you got to want to get to the next step. And you got to want to, and you got to keep people around you that's going, you're going to show their video to you and say, yo, shit was all right. <laughs> or show your song to, yo, why you making hard on the chorus? Double layer that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have that. And that, that sh to me, shows hustle, that shows intention. But we're going to argue about that later. That's another thing, okay? So, um, what is one thing that you personally want to improve on when you speak? Because, you know, you already been bigging you up. It's <laughs> fire. But when you think about your own work, what is that one thing that you know, like, you're personally striving to improve? Um, I think the, the one spot I'm lacking it is uh, storytelling. And because uh, I, I remember also in Louis' interview, he was saying that one of his strong suits was storytelling. And that's how he could stand out. And I, I don't feel like that's one of my strong suits because that's not what I enjoy to do. But just because that's not what I enjoy to do doesn't mean I shouldn't step out of my comfort zone and try it. I think like one of my strong suits is just really clean shots, like whether they're gimbal shots or handheld shots. Um, I think I'm kind of I, I think I maneuver the gimbal differently than a lot. The gimbal is just like the camera stabilizer. Mm -hmm. But I think I maneuver that differently than a lot of people. So I don't think there's. Too much room to improve there. I would just say like improving on storytelling and like progression through a video um, and just like a variation of different shots throughout that, just kind of figuring that out. But it's like not everybody comes to me with ideas of storytelling. So it's not like anything I really have a, too much of a chance to practice with. Cause if somebody else doesn't bring it up, it's like, I'm not bringing that up. That's, that's a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. So um, kind of like, Kind of wrapping it up, um, one question that just came to mind was, do you find 
that because you, you said earlier you're kind of producing the same workflow now you understand what you want to produce and how to get it and that one thing that you're lacking on is the storytelling do you think that is kind of something you want to pursue rather soon to not kind of keep producing the same format of work to actually give the viewer um because I feel like when I see your video, I know it's a TH production, mm -hmm. whether your logo is on it or not. Mm -hmm. So do you want to give them something where they, they're going to be surprised it's from you? Yeah, I I think I would like to do that more eventually. I think a lot of a lot of the times it really does depend on the artist. So I'm sure we could figure out something like that. But um, it, it kind of it depends on the song, too, because I know a lot of the times people just want to see a really cool video mm -hmm. and that's what you want to you want to deliver to the audience or like you want to cater to the audience that is watching um but i think a lot of times with storytelling because i look at what cole does with lyrical lemonade and it definitely started moving in that direction where it's not necessarily storytelling but it's more so like progressive throughout the video so it'll be like somebody walking so like i'll use the the video um godzilla with eminem and juice world rp juice world and it was like Eminem was walking through this like kind of post-apocalyptic grocery store. Mm. And it was like as he was walking through, he kept like seeing himself in other outfits. And ju it, it just had like a very like it wasn't a story, but it progressed a lot throughout the video. It was like what it would be like yeah. in that moment if it was really yeah. in the grocery store going crazy. I'm going to get on his ass real quick because I've been trying to get him to do skits. Mm. I've been trying I, to get Oh, him. I also hate talking parts in the middle of videos. I've been trying. <laughs> biggest they be hilarious. If they they're hilarious. If they're done correctly with the right audio and right lighting, it looks good. But the majority of people do not do them correctly and it looks poop. How we going? How we going to do it wrong? We're how me and you going to do it? We're wrong? not going to do it wrong because we're just not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is, y'all heard it right here. Might be direct. It wasn't my fault. It was his fault. Same way. No. Um. So pretty much this in closing for you, Tanner. Um. You kind of already answered this, but maybe down the line, do you ever see yourself transitioning out of like the music video lane and maybe just being a director for? uh movies or shit or sitcom tv shows like could you see yourself being in that type of realm um as of now i would say no just because i enjoy what i do in the direction and, and the growth that everything is moving in um but that's not to say it can't change either because i didn't think i would be doing this whenever i edited my first ever music video uh, my senior year of high school in the middle of class. <laughs> so I just thought I was doing this like one time or two times for fun. Um, but then, but even take it back to like junior year, I was just like, I, I didn't have any thought of that in my mind whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, now this is, I, I'm definitely like, everything is moving in the direction that I wanted it to over time. And I think once I get to, I would like to expand what I do and like have just, offer different services and stuff like that but um i feel like it's more about kind of just having my own brand and company and just like learning how to how to build that and um engage with more people and like my dad he the flooring business he owns his flooring business so i've always kind of like had this sense like i, I know a sense of ownership mm -hmm. towards like something that you've built and I, I think that's like one of the things of my dad that I admire a lot that um, that definitely goes down to me. For sure.
So in closing, um, for both of you guys, what do you want fans, people watching to take and remember about you from this interview? That I'm taller. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I had a joke. He killed the whole joke. But mine was funnier. Anyway. Nah, it probably was honestly. To be honest. But um, just, just be intentional, man. Just in everything you do, remember that he and I both in general. If you look up to him, if you look up to me, or vice versa, or combination of the two, just be intentional. I feel like both of us are very um, strong-willed individuals, and we want what we want, and we we going figure out how to get it and that just comes from a place of motivation and hunger and if you don't have those three things if you're not intentional if you're not motivated if you're not hungry you just chances are you don't even want it so just with that and just find whatever it is that you that those things fit into for you but like for us we know what this is we know what we're doing and just expect what's to come because we <laughs> we we got we coming man so and I got a lot of unreleased videos. I got a lot that I'm excited about. I have, let me see how many I have on my to-do list right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have ten videos that I need to edit right now. And I'm in there. Just and <laughs> he is, but they're gonna wait till last. <laughs> um, and then I got, I don't know when this is coming out. I have this uh, video with, uh, his name is Xavier Starr. Uh, we shot this video called Call Me. I just finished it last night. It's coming out this Friday. I'm really excited for that one. Um, I, I got a lot of stuff in the tub. Tilo, shout out to Tilo. Him and I got four videos on the way too. One of them was with Mike Mobbin. Um, let me see what else I got. I'm sorry, I should remember this out off my head. If it loads, you can say something real quick. Hey, Shamra baby. That's all I got. Okay, it loaded. I got one with, with Swerve, Lewis Golden, and Drew Tyrell. Oh, yeah, this Thursday, tens, it's about to come out. Um, yeah, that's all I got set for my premieres, actually, but, but <laughs> Yo, I went over a whole five-minute introduction nah, to that. I, got, I got a lot of stuff coming, whether it's with him or, like, a lot of other artists. There's music on my channel for everybody. We have rappers, singers, female rappers, female singers, any kind of music y'all want to hear, it's on there. It's on Go there. tap in. You will find something you like. And it's going to be good vibes. Almost 200 videos. It's going to be some good vibes in there, for sure. On my on my page, on his page, this is good stuff on there because we we genuinely people that care about the craft. We yeah. care about the entertainment of the people. You come to my show, you go to his page, you're going to get entertainment out of you know out of both of us. So you're never going to leave like disappointed. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, and you just reminded me, uh, speaking about your page, we, you know, I was going to tell you to drop it, but you don't <laughs> got hacked. Yo, chill out, yo. Listen, listen. I hacked it. They hacked my page. They hacked my Instagram page. We had at genre. I'll kill you. We had at genre. They hacked it. They swapped it. They flipped it. They flopped. I don't know what's going on. But within the next week or two, I don't know when the video is going to drop, but within this next month or two, we're going to have something yeah, ready for y'all to. the bottom of the screen by time this drops. Boom, right there. Follow this link right here. The other one is genre.6. That's nonsense. Follow this one right here. I don't know what it's called yet, but follow this one right because they got us and I'm sick. I'm never going to quit music. I'm never, you're never going to get a drop off from me, nothing like that. I'm going to always go crazy. I'm going to always, if I take an L, I'm going to my chest back. That's big Sean. That's not John. Uh, what I'm saying though is we coming back and we on your asses. I said we because we got a team. We on your asses. Lasses. Tan, you can go ahead and tell them uh, where to find, you know, you, the music, videos. Yes, sir. Y'all can follow me on Instagram 
at Tanner Hench, that's my personal account, and at th.media underscore because I can't get the full one yet. Mm-hmm. But I will someday. YouTube is just th media. Um, follow my fingerboarding page too, th fingerboarding. And uh, yeah, just it, I'll, I'll probably follow y'all back, just depending on if you have good content or not. He's lying. <laughs> He's straight up lying. He, he too Hollywood. He ain't gonna follow you back. Uh, no, I will. Don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. No, but again, this was a great conversation. I appreciate you guys for stopping by, being so open and transparent, and you know, really giving us a different perspective on you know what it's like not only as an artist and a videographer, but to be able to come together and find people not only as a friend but a uh, common uh, you know with a co partner pretty much. So um, again, thank you, everybody tuning in. Be sure to follow uh, Big T Cloudy Conversations, and we're out. TH Media. Genre.